Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always go deep. Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast. Normally, when we have this guest on the show, He's very slow and steady to the pace, and he likes to make sure you understand his uh, what he's getting at. But today, we're going to go raw, and this is one of the next uh, new series that we're going to have on the podcast just for this individual. Motorsports Mofo, how are you, pal? I'm good, as always. Happy to be here. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us today, and uh, just going to be uh, putting this little shindig together here for you on the fly. Yes, so this is going to be like a, uh, what do you call this, a raw exhaust, MoFo's raw exhaust, where you're just going to say things, they're going to be unedited, and we're just going to go from there. Sounds delicious, and uh, let's uh, let's do this. So just want to start off there, Um, anyone that got to watch the uh, the race there, obviously everyone knows I'm a big NASCAR fan, so we were in the Circuit of the Americas, which is a pretty cool road course race, new to NASCAR. Anyone that got to tune in, I mean, we, we saw it all. We, we saw the beat and the bang, which was pretty cool that you would expect on a road course. Um, and thankfully, finally, NASCAR let these guys run in the rain. And obviously, it's not the first time we've seen them finally run in the rain, but they brought like a, a what seemed to be a proper rain tire. Um, I know there were some times where the, the track was really pooling up and they had to bring out the jet dryers to not so much dry the track, but just to, to move some of the, uh, the water, standing water that is along. But uh, I want to highlight that I think it was a good race, uh, excellent fan turnout. Obviously, up here in Ontario, we are uh, still in a hardcore lockdown, or so we're being told. Okay. But uh, stateside, they uh, they were able to have fans in the stands, which was pretty cool. And uh, again, great racing. Hopefully, everyone got to check it out. And if you didn't, make sure you check out the uh, the highlights. But uh, our boy Chase Elliott there at Hendrick Motorsports took the win. So uh, really pleased there to see Chase going to be uh, in the uh, playoffs there. Kyle Larson. We talked about Kyle Larson a little bit this season and uh, just his his amazing run this year. I mean, this this guy is really showing some promise and I think is going to be a very serious playoff contender. Um, brought the car home second and such on a road course. I mean, that really, I, I remember watching Kyle when he first, first started and um, seemed to sort of struggle on the road course, had to really work with the, the up and down, the shifting and uh, you know, so he's really, uh, really advanced, really showing some promise there. So good to see uh, him bring the five machine home in the second place position. Um, Logano, I mean, you know, we can never count out Logano on a road course. Uh, we've seen how he's done at Watkins Glen and that, but uh, yeah, so it was a good race. Um, AJ Allmendinger, good to see AJ bringing home fifth. Obviously, I think a lot of the road course ringer guys were really hoping to see him uh, maybe go for a W. But uh, like I say, I'm perfectly all right with seeing Chase Elliott take the win there. And uh, like I say, a lot of Hendrick Motorsports fans, I'm sure, were pleased. And now, so here's where the, the, the wave, the tidal wave comes in now. So you got the win. And then all of a sudden, then news is breaking there. I'm hearing of it Wednesday morning, so yesterday morning. <clears throat> and I'm not sure, uh, John, if you've heard, but so Ed DeHaunt, uh, so he's the spotter uh, for Chase Elliott. Now, if anyone listening is not familiar with what a spotter is, is in NASCAR and racing, you have a spotter that 
you know, in, in NASCAR's case, up on top of the spotter's tower or like where the, they do the TV broadcasting from and they are overlooking the track and um, they're telling the drivers they're clear low, clear high. Um, what is the clear low? Are, What's the clear low and clear high for anybody that's like... So basically, when you're on, like, say, oval track, if you have a car beside you, you have to understand the drivers, they do have mirrors, but it doesn't. it's not like they can turn their head or, or see as crystal clear as we would in our day-to-day passenger vehicles, right? Okay. So with that, you have a spotter, so it's like I've got John here telling me, okay, mofo, clear low, which means, okay, there's no car either directly beside me or in my proverbial blind spot. So I'm able, if I have to drop down on the track, I can, I'm not going to side swipe someone. Or likewise, clear high, same thing, but no car up beside me or coming up into my blind spot. Uh, they'll tell you if you have a, a car, like getting a run on you or who's coming. Um, it, it's basically just like a, a means of communication. A spotter is a means of communication to the driver, letting them know what is going on on the racetrack and, um, just helping facilitate some of the deals that are made in racing in terms of drafting and things like that when <clears throat> when they are, uh, say, on uh, restricted plate tracks, things like that. But okay. uh, to the point, so very, uh, generally speaking, very respectable, uh, respected spotter within the industry. I mean, he's, uh, so Ed DeHaan has been with Chase since, as I recall, 2016. Right, so he's been he's been paired up with Chase Elliott for a little while there. Um, I know that he was doing um, spotting uh, duties there for Junior Motorsports, uh, the number seven machine, which is uh, Justin Allgaier, a uh, little Gator, right? Yeah. And uh, he had also, uh, I know, spent some time, I believe, or was still spending some time uh, with Austin Hill in the Truck Series. And so, what happened was is that. He has been accused, and I will say accused because I recognize it still has to go through the courts. Or alleged. Um, we could say alleged. Alleged. We'll say alleged. Yes. That's correct. We will say alleged um, of assault on a female and um, on an unborn child. Oh, man. So pretty, pretty uh, heavy stuff. Pretty serious, heavy stuff. And again, I want to highlight that, um, you know, we, we, we do not have all the facts yet but i know that uh i was reading there that he he'd been charged obviously and this is incident that, that pertain to something that happened in north carolina and uh so we're we're gonna wait and see obviously nascar yes. has uh for now indefinitely suspended him and uh likewise so as uh the team hendrick motorsports and i think that's you know, only fair until at least until the investigation has had time to uh, run its course. Yes. Um, and for anyone that's not familiar, I mean, I just want to highlight, you know, I'm not saying I've been a proponent that not sometimes NASCAR does not get everything right, but uh, this is one of the things where I think they definitely have gotten right. Um, and I only say that because I, I remember years ago, I think it was, oh God, like 2014 or 15, something like that. Um, maybe a little earlier, but Travis Kowapel, I remember he had, I think, assaulted his girlfriend or wife at the time. Oh, man. And I remember it was damn near instantaneous. I mean, never mind the fans sort of turning on him and all this and that, but NASCAR, you know, instantaneously, uh, you know, got that, got that dealt with on their end. And, 
you know, we, we haven't really seen or heard from him again since. And, you know, when it, when it comes to assault, uh, like that on a female or, uh, children, just assault I'm, in uh, general, we, we, nobody condones assault. This is like not wrestling. Well, no, it's I, not I, I'm just saying though, it's like, I, I could find it. I guess what I mean, as callous as this sounds, John, is I find it a little easier to swallow if it was as an example that uh, Eddie DeHaan would say in a, a bar fight with another male as an example. And it was like an assault charge from a bar fight, you know, him and uh, another guy that are hypothetically two willing participants in a case though, like this, when you're going after, you know, uh, your wife or girlfriend and um, an unborn child, or even if the child was born, uh, that's where I, mean, I sort of draw my heavy line in the sand. And uh, I mean, I, find ha- it problematic. I, I, I don't agree with, assault period and I, I feel like when we separate it we kind of devalue one person over another so fair, I'd rather fair just enough, so. look at it as like you know if um if it is consensual it's different like a fight's consensual then it's different but um a lot of fights i don't think are consensual i think a lot of them are just sucker punches and defense so fair enough well i mean by, by no means anyone listening i'm not looking to no. uh no 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 dismiss no or, or devalue it it's no. just again how I, I i guess in my head was rationalizing no it, but, it's, uh, it's a perfect perfectly fine rationality i'm just saying you know at the end of the day if a fight's not consensual then just not consensual it doesn't matter who the parties are involved it's it's ba- it's almost like john losing his hair on a day <laughs> it's not consensual but uh somebody doesn't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, know so we will we're, we're hoping we will keep everyone posted there on that it uh like i say it's unfortunate i'm uh I'm a little disappointed. I know, like he he did do previously spotting uh, for Jeff Gordon and Kyle Busch as well. So, um, pretty serious news. This is this yeah. is someone that really had some experience and uh, within the sport. And, and uh, again, I want to highlight that the, the the proceedings are still before the court, so uh, we'll hold full judgment. But this is just a developing story. So, you know what? Good uh, on uh, NASCAR to jump on top of that and make sure that there is no um, there's no questions as to where they stand with assault of any sort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so then coming up Sunday, May 30th, everyone's going to be tuning in to the double. And, John, you know what the double is, right? And I'm not talking about the one. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say uh, two girls, one boy, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's two boys, oh, one girl. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, so uh, basically we got the Coca-Cola 600 and the IndyCar 500. And uh, I know there's wives everywhere. And they're looking at their husband like mine did uh, the other day and said, Mopo, like, I expect that you're not going to be on the couch glued to the TV. Oh, of course, I oh. turned to the right and said, sorry, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyways, but uh, yeah, so we, got the Indi- we got the IndyCar race there uh, in Indianapolis in the Brickyard. So that'll be pretty cool. And then we've got the Coke 600. And they'll be running at uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. So that's pretty cool. Um, so obviously... Uh, no one from NASCAR is doing the double this year. Um, and sometimes they have uh, where basically they're running the IndyCar 500 and then they're running the Coke 600. So 1,100 miles of racing in, in one day. And it's quite literally back to back. So no one will be doing that uh, this year. But I uh, just want to put out some, uh, I, I think if I'm going to be looking at anyone for the Coke 600, I'm going to be looking to Martin Truex Jr. is going to be my personal uh, pick for this. Uh, this one, I just okay. uh, just think that you know he's gonna. I don't know. That's what I'm going with. 
Afternoon, please. Uh, if you're listening, please send me uh, something. Send me something so I can bet on. And maybe make some Benjamins to pay for the race. You already know she's gonna be like, friends. This is just for entertainment purposes only. If you lose your house, <laughs> it's not on me. If you lose It'll your wife honestly, and I, your I house, will, will, it's on you. I will bet the damn house. I will bet the damn house if that's what it takes. And uh, but yes, for IndyCar news, for anyone that's gonna be tuning into that. Lastly, we got uh, Scott Dixon took the poll. 231.685 miles per hour. Wow. 231 miles an hour. Is that not moving? I mean, now I've, I've heard of things shooting out that fast. I just didn't know his car <laughs> went that fast. <laughs> so just for anyone, he that puts him in the top five of all-time qualifiers for the Indy 500. And if anyone is wondering, a statistician out there like uh, myself or John, so the record holder, uh, to my understanding, is Tony Stewart. Um, our boy Smoke that uh, you know we all know and love from NASCAR. I obviously watched Tony a little bit in the IndyCar in his early days, but uh, Tony's record was 233. So uh, just a little lost, but uh, Scott Dixon definitely moving there. So he's on pole. He's me one to watch. Um, you know, then we got Juan Pablo Montoya in there. Anyone that watched uh, Juan in his previous open wheel and then coming to NASCAR, he's uh, always fun to watch. Um, we got Marco Andretti rolling off in the 98 machine, so it'll be fun to uh, see how Marco does. I've always uh, watched him, of course, like watching from his uncle and his grandfather. I've always been a, an Andretti fan when it comes to open wheel racing. Okay. Um, but yeah, so for uh, just a shout out to our Canadians there, they'll be in the Indy 500. Uh, we got James Hinchcliffe in the 29 car. So I know uh, a lot of uh, local fans will know who James is. Um, you know, so. Okay. Shout out to him. I know the uh, the leg is all healed up, and that's good there from a couple seasons ago when he broke his leg in Indianapolis. Shouts but, out uh, to Donna. I know you're out there listening. Shouts out to Donna. <laughs> I know you're probably not going to be in Indianapolis, but if you're listening, we appreciate you for uh, still continuing to yes. put up with our bullshit. <laughs> and uh, don't shoot me. I'm not an IndyCar huge propo- like a huge watcher, but Dalton Kellett? I believe, and he'll be in the number four car, also Canadian. So it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, we got two yes. Canadian boys out there. Uh, Dalton and James wish them both all the best. And, uh, again, guys, if uh, you are new to racing or think about getting into racing, it's going to be the double this weekend on Sunday. you got the IndyCar 500. I'm sorry, Indianapolis 500. I apologize. Sure. Indianapolis 500 and then the Coke 600. And I can say, if anyone is curious, I have had the very much pleasure of being to both of these tracks to watch races. Um, both beautiful, beautifully built tracks, certainly an ambiance with the the brickyard in terms of the, the historical and like they have a little museum on site. Really cool places. Um, and if anyone is obviously in the, the North Carolina area, you got the NASCAR Hall of Fame uh, not far from uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway. So both really cool places, and uh, hopefully you guys get to check it out. And it and, probably uh, comes again, without saying, uh, the Coke 600 is the Coca-Cola 600, not like the, the Coke you get from uh, down south, just putting it out there. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. But uh, with that, I want to say thank you, everyone, uh, for listening and uh, your continued support. We do appreciate it here at uh, yeah. GDP Go Deep, the podcast. And uh, until the next time. Thank you, Mofo. And remember, folks, like I've been told by multiple dudes in my life, nobody likes just a tip. That's why we go deep. Welcome back to the world famous GDP Go Deep, the podcast. 
where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support. And remember, always go deep.